The Awareness Revolution Podcast, where we bring you alternative views on big topics that affect just about everyone. If you want to improve your life and change the world, then stay tuned. You'll hear cutting-edge health, financial, and personal development strategies from a revolutionary perspective. Warning. Listening may take you outside your comfort zone, separate you from the pack, and change the way you see the world. Here's your host. Jeremy Kinney. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in again to the Awareness Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Kinney, and today we're going to be covering the third element of natural health, which is air. Now, I hope you also tuned in to the first two episodes in this four part series. And the first one we covered food which is a part of soil. Actually, soil has two separate components of it. One part of it is food, because that's where the food comes from. And the other part of it is earthing, also called grounding. So, um, yeah, the first episode was pretty good. I hope you liked it. And the second one was on water. And funny enough, the second episode was even longer than the first one, even though I had more material in the first one, I thought, at least. So... Yeah, I think this one will be a little bit shorter. But before we dive into it, let me take just a minute to tell you about this awesome water filter that I use. Did you know that most filtered water and bottled water is bad for you? Though filtration takes out most of the bad stuff, it takes out the beneficial minerals too, which leaves you with destructured water that's dead. Plastic bottles leach chemicals into the water, but I'm going to tell you about the best water filtration system that I have found. I drink it every day. It's called Miracle Water. It's an advanced reverse osmosis system with a few extra stages in the process that vortexes the water to restructure it and bring it back to life. Instead of just wasting water like typical reverse osmosis systems do, Miracle Water concentrates the Ormus from gallons of water to produce the best water you can get from your tap. It even adds magnesium to it too. This thing is in a league of its own. To learn more about this cutting edge technology that almost no one is aware of, visit MiracleWater.com. That's M-I-R-A-C-U-L-E Water.com. Now, of course, we all know food and water is important. We know air is important, too. But, you know, in the health food scene, it's very common for people to understand the importance of eating healthy food. It's less common for people to understand the importance of healthy water. But we are coming around. People are starting to get hip to this alkaline water thing, and we're going to get into that. Or we, we actually already did get into that in the water section. But I just want to remind you, you can live weeks without food, days without water, but only minutes without air. Yes, folks, it's that important. You need oxygen regularly, all the time, even when you sleep. You breathe more than you do just about any other thing, and there's a very good reason for it. It's because your body absolutely needs the air continuously and without it you will die when and when um, when an EMT arrives on the field and they see someone unconscious they don't go and see if they've had food recently or if, if they've been drinking water 
what they do is they check to see if they're breathing because they know if they're not breathing you know they've got to address that really quickly or we're gonna be in big trouble so this is obvious it's very important and just like we have the misconception of food being equal and water all being equal in the same the same thing goes with the air you know we see t-shirts you know brands of t-shirts different cars we understand that these things have differences and some cars are better than others and so forth and you know now we're starting to get to the point where people are understanding that organic food is healthier than conventional even though some people still have a hard time understanding that it's less understood that water is different you know even though water looks the same two different glasses of water can be two totally different things so you know that's a little harder to understand but now you know now that we have moved forward a little bit people are starting to catch on you know before we were all uh, drinking tap water and thought nothing of it that's what I did growing up and then the bottled water craze came and people started becoming educated and realizing that tap water isn't the best but unfortunately we jumped from the frying pan into the fryer <laughs> and we went from tap water to arguably equivalent water that may be better in some ways, maybe worse, but it also definitely introduces new problems such as the plastic containers that the bottled water comes in, and this is all covered in the previous episode. Now, what I'm trying to tell you is that it's even harder to distinguish good air from bad air. Now, obviously, if you've got pollutants in the air so bad that you can smell them then yeah I mean it, you, people may catch on that that's toxic but we don't realize how toxic the air is that we're breathing now we're all living in this atmosphere which is actually a relatively small atmosphere for all of us to share if you were to look at a globe and picture the atmosphere the atmosphere would be about the thickness of your thumbnail or even shorter even thinner so what that means is that the atmosphere is actually pretty small and that's the atmosphere that we're breathing and there's over seven billion people on the planet and we're all sharing the same atmosphere all of this uh, pollution that's being put into the air whether it's from us driving our cars um, from us dumping stuff into the environment, these coal power plants that are putting all this mercury into the air. I mean, literally, we cannot breathe without getting mercury poisoning. I mean, this is it's getting crazy, and the problem's getting worse and worse. And, you know, this atmosphere full of this air that we rely on every moment is just becoming more and more toxic so we are becoming more and more toxic and you know the more toxic that we become the more sick we become and of course you know the the experts can't figure out why we're all getting sick well we're getting hit from all these different directions so we've got to combat these things because we want to live in the modern day world but we don't want to be sick from all these things. So we have to be clever and astute in the way that we go about our daily living.
And that's exactly what we're going to get into because air is one of the great gifts from nature. And unfortunately, like the other gifts, we've, um, we've just destroyed it. What's going on is an abomination. I mean, you know, this is a big problem. It's too big for one person to take on. Luckily, you can control the air that you breathe a lot of the time. You can't control, you know, to a large extent, you can't control the air, outside air around you. But luckily, you can control the air in your home. And you sleep, you know, you should sleep about eight hours a day. If you sleep eight hours in your own home, plus live there, you sleep, shower, fix dinner, or whatever, you know, you might be spending 16 or 24 hours a day inside your home. So, since you spend a lot more time inside, and you have control over the air inside your home, that is a good place to start, and we're going to get into that. But I just want to get, first, before we get into the actual steps that you can take to clean up the air in your own home. I just want to kind of talk about oxygen so that way we have some background of it and you really get the significance of um, what I'm telling you. And that way you're going to be more motivated to do the things that you need to do to clean up the air in your home. But if you don't understand how important it is and how polluted the air is, you won't have a strong enough why driving you to actually do the things that you need to do. So, you know, it's nice to think about the air around us being full of gases. It's not just empty space. The air obviously have, has oxygen in it, but we also know it has carbon dioxide. But in fact, most of the air is nitrogen. About 78% of the air is nitrogen. And there's other stuff too, other gases. But the big problem with the air content is the pollution in the air. And, you know, because we've taken this turn in history and we've created all these businesses and companies and uh, different things that we're doing in our modern lifestyle, in the process, all this pollution is created and we're breathing it. And um, unfortunately, there's not as many people, there's not that much attention going to this topic, not as much as there should be. So that's why this conversation is so important. Even though it may not seem that important, obviously, again, you can, you can just imagine how important air is. It doesn't need a ton of people to be given all the attention for it to be as important as it is. It's important whether people realize it or care or not. So we're all living in this air in our atmosphere, sharing it, the pollution is going in there, we're breathing it, and we're dependent upon it for lots of our body's processes. Now one of them is called cellular respiration. What that is, it's the process in which oxygen is used to break down the food that you eat. Now, without the oxygen, you wouldn't be able to um, break it down and use it. So what happens is when you don't have enough oxygen, your blood will fill up with carbon dioxide and toxins, and then your blood is circulated through your body, and these poisons are, are transferred and and. Um, transported throughout your body instead of the beneficial oxygen. 
So when you're breathing in, you want it to be clean because you want lots of oxygen in your breath and you don't want a lot of pollutants because, you know, the oxygen can cleanse your body when you breathe it. Just a quick little note, it's interesting that when you hold your breath, you don't need to take another breath so much because you need more oxygen. It's because you need to get rid of the carbon dioxide. It builds up really fast. So if you'll, if you'll um, notice, when you exhale very slowly, you'll be able to hold your breath much longer. So that's a... a, a a tactic used in qigong and yoga you know these these kind of practices are bringing the movement of breath to our consciousness and it's really good you know the uh paul bragg wrote a book superpower breathing and he has some exercises in there and really puts it in perspective too so luckily we do have some some things that are coming our way that's bringing this to our consciousness but it's really not there yet and, you know, because of our daily lives, we're just so busy, we're hunched over in chairs in a, in a cubicle on a computer, or we're stressed out watching a movie, holding our breath because we're on the edge of our seat in a thriller, we're in suspense, so we're holding our breath. You know, just our breathing patterns due to the modern life is causing us to breathe more shallow in the upper part of our breath instead of our lower abdomen. So, you know, we've got a lot of things going against us, and the big shocker here is, is we are suffering from an oxygen deficiency. You know, we, we know about dehydration, which is when you don't get enough water. We know about malnutrition, you know, nutritional deficiencies when you don't get the right vitamins, but it's a new concept to think about not getting enough air are not getting enough oxygen. And that's true. That's what's going on. Ed McCabe, in his great book, Flood Your Body with Oxygen, he explains a lot of this. He explains a lot of alternative uh, therapies. Oxygen therapy is one of the most powerful tools in alternative medicine. If you go to a lot of these big, successful clinics um, in the U.S., but also in other places around the world, they'll use several um, of the oxygen therapies. They're really powerful. And in his book, Ed McKay points out that the more pollutants that are in the air, the less oxygen we get when we breathe. You know, when you breathe in, you only get a certain amount of, of air. And you want that to be clean air so you get as much oxygen out of it as you can and you know all the particulate matter is just taking up the space each breath it's restricting the amount of oxygen that you're getting because you're breathing in all these heavy metals and other pollutants and what's happened over time the oxygen levels have lowered you know, we've seen a decrease in oxygen levels all over the country. Now, some places has more oxygen than others. You know, if you're living in a city, particularly a polluted city, L.A. or something, you're going to have a lower oxygen level than you will somewhere that's like in the mountains where you've got a bunch of land and trees and stuff like that, typically. So, you know, there are a lot of people in a lot of places who just can't get enough oxygen through the air that they breathe because the air that they're breathing is so polluted. So this is important to point out. 
This is something to think about. And because your brain requires oxygen to function. So that's why when you eat, you have all this food in your stomach. Well, remember the cellular respiration. Your body needs oxygen to break down the food. So what happens is it sends all the oxygen to do its job down there. Your brain is um, limited in oxygen, so you get tired because all the oxygen available is, is breaking down the food instead. So, you know, it does a lot for your thinking, and that's why this uh, yoga and qigong and a lot of these just old practices, people have been doing these for thousands of years, meditation, you know, they're all focused on the breath, the breath, the breath controls your chi, the breath affects your mind, and they say the slower that you breathe, the better. It's like if you had a, a certain amount of breath that you can breathe, and the sooner that you breathe them, you know, the faster rate that you breathe them, the faster you're going to go through your breaths and you're going to die early. So some people believe that long, slow breathing actually prolongs life. I don't know how true that is, but it's certainly something to think about and be aware of, and I find it pretty interesting. According to Ed McCabe and his research in the Flood Your Body with Oxygen book, the oxygen neutralizes harmful free radicals, it eliminates waste and toxins, it kills pathogens, and a lot more. So, in his book, he points out a lot of past cases, you know, some of these spanning back a hundred years ago. So this has been going on for a long time, even before modern medicine. And there's lots of cases in there of different forms of oxygen therapy that's able to treat so-called incurable disease. I mean, this is really interesting and really fascinating, especially because it can all be done very cheaply. It's no wonder why, you know, we don't hear about this. The mainstream medical system, they want to tell you that this stuff is ineffective, but it's really because it's cost-effective. <laughs> it's effective and cost-effective. It's too cheap, you know? I mean, is it starting to, is it starting to get clear why oxy more oxygen is better and why quality oxygen is better? You know, oxygen feeds every cell in the body. so. Of course, good, clean air is going to help keep our bodies clean and keep us going. This is one of the reasons why exercise is so powerful. It's because when you're exercising, you're breathing. You're breathing. You're getting, a f a f you're getting flooded with oxygen, you know, because the lungs end up moving your lymph, too. And your lymph, you know, it needs to move. That's, that's how you're going to detoxify as well. So you're getting your lymph moving, you're getting your blood moving, you're getting your chi moving, and you're getting your body oxygenated. That's why it's so powerful. You know, that's one of the reasons why being active is, is, is so healthy is because of the oxygen that you're breathing. And I'll tell you what, no matter how much pollution there is in your area outside, your indoor air is even worse. The air inside your home is really toxic, way more toxic than what you realize. And that's because we bring all these things into our house that off-gas. All these plastics and, um, you know, when you smell the plastic smell, 
you're smelling the off-gassing from the chemicals in the plastics. You know, when you get a new shower curtain and you smell it, that new car smell, you know, what you're smelling is basically pollution. You're smelling VOCs and basically toxic gases in the air. It's not good for you. You need that oxygen. You need you need it to cleanse your body, not to pollute your body. Now, unfortunately, we all have to breathe, and we're all breathing in a, in a in a toxic environment. So, you know, we're stuck in a situation where we just have to manage it. We have to figure out what to do. We can't stop breathing. We, we, you know, the at this point, you know, pretty much everywhere industrialized is polluted. You know. So we've got to figure out what to do. And inside your own home, you have lots of ways that you can improve the indoor air quality. One of the things that you can do is just stop bringing in all this harmful stuff. When you buy toys for your kid, instead of getting toxic plastic stuff, pay a little bit more and get some natural materials. You know, the carpets and homes is disgusting. That stuff just collects all all this uh just grime i mean you know if you pull up old carpet you know you can see the 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 mat underneath the the padding and you know you can usually smell stuff and when you put uh a new floor in you know it's totally different um totally different smell and you can feel it you can feel the difference unfortunately usually when you take out carpet people put in new carpet and then you get that new carpet smell well it's better than having a, a you know, a new, a new smell is better than an old nasty smell. But the stuff that's in these carpets is terrible. I mean, there's all kinds of chemicals in the carpets and the beds because they put flame retardants in there because they don't want you to burn yourself up, catch it on fire, and then sue them. You know, so they poison you slowly because then that can never be come, that can never come back on them. So, you know. Stop the toxic stuff coming in and slowly get the toxic stuff out. You know, as as you get the money or whatever, you, when you change your carpet, you take the old nasty carpet out and you put a new natural floor in. And you're constantly, it's going to take time, you know. The same thing goes with like your cleaning supplies. You know, your cleaning supplies, you're, you're, you're spraying toxic stuff in the air all over your stuff. You know, you want to slowly phase those out and phase new non-toxic clean stuff in. Now, just to give you an idea of how much stuff is in the air in your home, just picture, I'm sure you've we've all seen, you know, when you open up a curtain or something or when you have a projector on, in a room, you see where the light is coming from the projector, you'll see a bunch of basically just dust floating around in the air. And let me give you a little tip, a little honest tip. This is actually an insight. That dust is all around you, all the time, even when you can't see it. See, the light is just merely illuminating all these particles in the air. I I do this, and I I have a uh, um, an air filter on, and I can still see all these particles in the air, even with the air filter going. So it's just inevitable. But the point isn't to eliminate it. You know, if you can, great. But 
It's not realistic to eliminate all of the pollution in the air. So what we have to do is we have to minimize it. We have to reduce the amount of it that's in there. Now, to make it kind of gross, you know, what dust is, is primarily old dead skin cells. You don't want to breathe that if you don't have to. You know, all these old dead skin cells floating around in the house, you know, dust. Get filters. One of the big filters that everyone already has is the air filters that go into the intake on your AC system in your house. You know, you're supposed to change those monthly. Sometimes people don't. A lot of times people just get the cheapest ones that they can get. Don't do that. Get a nice one. It's, a, it's an investment. You know, pay a couple extra dollars for a higher quality air filter because that's going to be going on all the time, you know. And, you know, if you've got your whole family there, if you've got two, three, four, five family members in the house, you know, that if it's $5 extra and there's five people in the house, it's only an extra dollar per person per month for them to have a cleaner air. I think that's a great investment. Now, uh, to take it a step further, you can get air filters that are separate. You can plug them into the wall. The most common type is a HEPA filter. HEPA filters are great. They'll get most of the stuff out of the air. And some air filters will have other types of technology bundled with it all in one unit. So you can get like, um, they'll have black lights or um, UV lights that basically will kill microbes and stuff like that and supposedly viruses and stuff so you know you can get machines that that have more than one type of air purification process and that's good some of them are better than others but you know it's definitely something that you'll want to get something that you want to think about put on the wish list um, maybe get one for the family for Christmas or something like that because you either get a filter or you become a filter. As you breathe in this stuff, you're gonna be filtering the air with your lungs. That All that stuff is gonna accumulate in your lungs. You don't want that. You don't want that. You want clean air. Buy filters and let them filter out the air that you're breathing so you can get the quality air that you deserve. Another way of increasing the air quality in your home is just by simply opening up a window and this is free this is just nature's gift all you have to do is stop blocking nature out and i know sometimes yeah i live in florida in the summer times it's so hot i can't even imagine having the windows open but when that isn't the case take advantage of it it saves you money because you won't have to pay for air conditioning you know it's, maybe if it's the right time of the season Oh, you know, don't have the AC on and just have your windows open all day. Now, there are, I've heard that the negative ions can't pass through the screens because the material on the screen, the metal, um, kind of collects and attracts the negative ions. So, you know, it's even better to open up the window without the screen or open up the front door and let the full air come in without the screen interfering. I don't know how much of a concern that is or how much truth is in there, but I do both. I open up the windows, uh, I let the air come into the screen, and when I can, I take a screen out or open up a door. You can open up the front and back door because that's when you really start getting some 
um, real airflow is when you have more than one thing open so the air can flow through the house. And this is a good idea. This is something you can do for free and improve your health. Because what happens is if you don't do that, you keep your windows and doors shut. What's happening is you are creating an enclosed container that traps all these gases that are off-gassing from all these, the paint and everything else. You're trapping it all in your house and then you're sitting there breathing it. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. You're doing it all day, all night. Let's clean this air up. Let's clean this air up in our homes. Let's make people more conscious of it. And eventually, we'll start cleaning up this air outside too. Another thing to be conscious of, besides the pollutants in your air, is just the humidity. If it's too humid in your house, you might want to get a dehumidifier. That's good because if it's too humid, you could set up your house for mold. You don't want to create a condition that mold likes to live in inside your own house. And on the other hand, if it's not humid enough, you can just add a humidifier. Or you can just uh, maybe boil some water or let your wet clothes hang at, um, to dry in your house or whatever. Um, you can put your wet clothes over a dryer vent near or, or near if you have the heat on you can put them near the the vent so that way the heat hits it you know little things like that but the important thing is in my opinion is to not allow mold to grow in your home there's a big concern for moldy products food and moldy homes you know Dave Asprey the author of the bulletproof diet and he has the bulletproof coffee. He's really doing a great job bringing this um, this to people's attention. With uh, the he had a documentary called Moldy, and that's one of his big um, selling points for the bulletproof coffee. And a big part of the bulletproof diet is avoiding moldy foods. And the, his coffee is tested and shown to not have mold. So it's important, and it's actually a subject that is really, really dear to my heart. And here's why. You know, before I didn't even care about mold. I never thought about it. I was living healthy. I was health conscious, interested in all this stuff, wanting to know all the vitamins, these little special names of saponins that are in the astragalus, you know, the astragalus side, um, that, you know, just all, all this advanced stuff because I was so into it. But, you know, mold isn't really a fun topic to study or think about, you know. And it's just, it's fun to take all these new herbs and try these different teas and pour this cool stuff in a smoothie. I mean, all, all that stuff is fun. Thinking about mold in your home, you know, it, it wasn't really something that I gave much attention until I had to. What happened is when I moved into this house, I started noticing that I started getting weaker. I started getting more tired. Uh, I was I was lifting weights and I was unable to keep my strength. And eventually, my health just collapsed. I was unhealthy. I was sick, and I became miserable. I mean, it it, it got really bad. It got to the point where. I was sneezing and blowing my nose all day long. Couldn't think about nothing, couldn't do anything. I was just coping with the situation. 
And once it once I got that bad, I realized something was really wrong because I was I was doing everything healthy, and this has been going on. You know, it, it happened. It was about a year, a year that I was miserable, and it took me actually being miserable for some time before I realized that there's something wrong. Like there's something in my environment because I was taking all these supplements and herbs to boost my immune system. Nothing was working. Nothing. I wasn't getting any better. I was getting worse. I was getting concerned. I was starting to get scared. I didn't know, you know, it was so bad. I was like, look, I just do not want to live like this. I can't, I can't live like this. And for the first time in my life, I understood why someone would commit suicide because the the misery of living would be far worse than than you know you just want to you just want to stop the misery it was just it, it was it was definitely one of the most challenging things that i've ever went through and then near that point when i was just i just couldn't couldn't figure out what to do you know i i figured out what the problem was was the mold you know i i discovered that there was mold and in the intake of the AC system right there where I was telling you they have the um, the air filters that you put in there once a month you should change that out well right around there there was a bunch of mold that had formed and I guess it spread through the system and was the spores were going all through the house because we had a thin layer of mold on the inside of our windows inside the home so we cleaned the AC out we cleaned all the windows we had to move and and stay somewhere else for a little bit, and um, you know I, I still wasn't getting better. Even after I, I stepped away from it, I was still you know not doing well. And then finally, finally, I found the solution. The information that was in Ed McCabe's "Flood Your Body with Oxygen" came to my head. I was like, well, you know, and I knew that. Hydrogen peroxide at at least 10% concentration, which is higher than the hydrogen peroxide that you'll get in the store, which is 3%, I knew that could kill mold. So I thought about it. I was like, well, this is my last. I've tried everything else. I don't know what else to try. So I had a bottle of some hydrogen peroxide in there. I don't know how much I had, but you know, I knew it wasn't that much, but I figured, hey, I'll give it a shot and see, see if it helps. I poured that bottle of hydrogen peroxide into the um, bath water, and I took a bath in it. The next day, I was back to normal. I woke up. I felt great. My nose wasn't running. I wasn't sneezing. I wasn't blowing my nose. I wasn't miserable, and I knew for a fact it was the hydrogen peroxide because it was literally, I did it right before I went to sleep. I woke up, and I felt better, literally. I was blown away, even though I knew this was supposed to be so powerful, you know, but I mean, everything's supposed to be so powerful. The herbs, all these superfoods, all this stuff is so powerful, so healthy, but it wasn't working for me. One bath. I literally just poured it in the water and sat there and I was better. Amazing. But the story doesn't stop there. What happened is, you know, because that was the last of my hydrogen peroxide, that was it. That was better. Well, about a week later, I started getting the sneezes again. And, you know, about two weeks after I took my bath, I was noticeably sick. And I just kept getting sicker. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to buy some more of that. And I'm going to buy it in bulk. So I ordered a big bulk order. It was like, I don't know, four or six gallons of 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide. And that's what you want. The stuff in the store 
and that you get in those little brown bottles at the drugstore, those things, you know, they're, they're, they're stabilized for shelf life. And the processing that they put it through, yeah, it gives it shelf life. You don't have to put it in the refrigerator, but, you know, then it's got heavy metals in there and you're going to get heavy metal poisoning and stuff like that. You don't want that. You don't want that kind. You want to get the food grade kind. But you, there are some caveats. You have to be careful. 35% food grade will burn you. It will burn all the dead skin cells on your on your uh, on your hand. You know, I, there for a while I thought it would burn anywhere, but I found it's only the dead skin cells. If you put a little bit on healthy skin, it won't even bother you. Really interesting. But you have to handle it very very cautiously. You have to dilute it. You have to dilute it down to three percent. Then you can use it as a gargle, mouthwash, or anything like that. But you want to go with the food grade hydrogen peroxide. There's a lot of scams. People are selling fake stuff, diluted stuff online. I'll put a link to where I get mine. But it's really powerful. I'm a big believer in it. And um, so I ordered it. I took a bath. I got better again. But then I let some time go by. I, got, I started noticing I started getting sicker. So I took another bath. I would get better. I started getting sicker. So finally, I realized, I was like, okay. I, I know for a fact this is what I thought. This is what's going on. It's the mold poisoning. The peroxide's working. And it's showing me that it's working because every time I do a bath, I get better. Then I get worse after I don't do a bath. So what I did is I started doing two or three baths a week and not letting myself have the chance to get sick again. And it's been years now, and I'm still better. I'm st I, I, I don't do the baths anymore. It's rare that I do. You know, I definitely don't do them two or three times a week, but I must have killed all that in my system because now I'm back to normal, even though I, I you know, it's, it's been months before I've had a bath. So hydrogen peroxide is very powerful. I actually made a post about the baths because, um, you know, I started taking them and they were just so magical. Then I started giving my daughter baths. I started putting stuff in her bath. So I come up with a post I call the super easy detox bath. And hydrogen peroxide's in there, but I have a few other things that I throw in there. And uh, I won't get into it now. I'll just link to it in the show notes so that way you can read it and read why and stuff like that. But I think it's great for kids because a lot of times kids are already taking a bath anyway. Some of these things you can't get into a kid's mouth. Maybe uh, certain pills are too big or uh, that what you're trying to get them to take is, is so um, nasty. You know, they won't, they won't drink it. So, you know, you want to try to sneak it in with kids any way that you can. And if you put it in their bath water, they'll never even know. And they're going to sit there and get nutrition, get healthy, maybe fight viruses or whatever mold while they're just sitting there playing with their toys in the bath. So if not for you, then, you know, you could, you could do these baths for a kid. So it's something great to think about. Um, I am a big believer in it because I know what happened with me. So if hydrogen peroxide works that well, I know the other forms of oxygen therapies have to work like everyone else claims that they do. You know, you've got oxygen therapies like ozone, which is O3, and there's different ways that you can do ozone treatments, but you know, this is really common in a lot of these cancer clinics. But they also have the oxygen or uh, the hyperbaric oxygen chambers, which I mentioned in the podcast about the water, the last podcast. 
can basically you sit in this or lay in this container and it's like a little capsule they enclose it and they pump it with oxygen and you breathe it and by breathing it you oxygenate your body your blood and then that turns the water inside you into easy water which is why i was bringing it up for the water podcast but yeah i mean there's lots of very powerful um forms of oxygen therapy and they're all laid out in the in the book and the book is like 400 pages or something like that it's pretty big but you don't have to read it from front to back it's got a really big table of content section and you can easily use it as a reference book for certain uh, diseases or situations or questions or, or types of therapy so you can just go and read a little bit and just reading a page or two of it is enough to be mind-blowing and um, we were just talking about getting an ozone machine last night um, but you know we've got to get trained and stuff like that but you know if if something ever happens and there's some crazy virus it's you know some infectious disease you know we see it in the movies and stuff like that so i wouldn't be surprised at some point maybe we'll have something pretty wild and crazy and maybe the simple you know people think of vitamin c and stuff like that vitamin c you know a, a vitamin c tablet or whatever isn't going to be strong enough to kill it so i want ozone in my corner you know yeah of course you could go and you you could pay if you have the money you could go and uh pay someone in a crisis if you if you have a a, a condition some sort of illness that you just can't seem to beat with the stuff that you have in your cabinet, you can go pay a doctor, but what if we're in some crazy situation where the doctor doesn't have time to see all the patients or the doctor uh, has closed down and, you know, just anything? It's, you know, I look at that as, uh, as a, a really strong weapon to have as a last resort, if nothing else. So we want, we, we're wanting to get into ozone. Um, there's a lot of great um, testimonials for it. Uh, for example, prolozone therapy. Robert Rowan, Dr. Robert Rowan, is using it, and he says there's, a, I think, an eighty percent success rate for rebuilding uh, rebuilding the cartilage and connective tissue in your knees. So a lot of these people are getting knee replacements when they could just go get a simple treatment. Maybe it might take two, three, four treatments or whatever, but an 80% success rate and save you from having to get a knee replacement. It's powerful stuff. It's really, really powerful. Anyway, let's, let's get back to the indoor air pollution. So um, we have a few solutions. We've already mentioned the HEPA filters, but the problem with the HEPA filters is they only clean the air that goes through them. You know, it has to suck the air in. So what we ended up buying to help clean the air in our house is an airanizer. Now, airanizer is like an ozone machine, but ozone is O3, whereas the airanizer is like O6, O7, O8, stuff like that. It's just an advanced ozone machine. But the benefit is, is like ozone, it kills all these pathogens on contact, even mold. So when you use the airanizer, the gas of basically ozone proactively goes out in the air instead of only only fil only cleaning what goes through the filter the airanizer sends air out everywhere through every crack and crevice and every corner up into your ceiling and basically cleanses the walls your ceilings the surface of everything and that's what we used um, there's companies that do that do it on a large scale I would love to see more um, hospitals and 
and commercial buildings start using ozone to clean. I mean, you know, we just took our daughter to the um, hospital. She had a little accident. It was her first time ever being in a hospital because we had a, a home birth. And um, so she had to get some stitches. And um, that is one, the one time that that uh, Western Medicine does do a great job is during emergencies like that. You know, definitely don't hold out on a doctor in an emergency. But when it comes to the treatment or prevention of chronic disease, they don't know anything. It, the only thing that they're going to be useful for is maybe going there and getting an, an opinion, a diagnosis, you know. But I would not take their advice very seriously. I would not take their treatments. Anyway, that's another topic. So with the VOCs in the air, you can filter them out through the filters. You can try to kill these uh, things with the ionizer. But... One other great way, besides opening up the windows and doors and stuff, is to actually put houseplants in your house. Because houseplants, we all know that they will provide oxygen. But what's less known is that they actually take out the VOCs. So they give us the good stuff, the oxygen that we need, but they also take bad stuff out of the air. Not just carbon dioxide, but actually a lot of these pollutants. Now, some plants are better than others at removing the pollutants from the air. And some plants may be better at removing this type of pollutant. And other plants may be better at removing a different type. So it's good to have a variety, but it's good to know which ones are the most efficient at doing it. And I have put together a special bonus in my ebook, Gifts from Nature, obviously in the air section. And I've got a special bonus giving you the 12 best house plans for air purification. I list them, I list what types of um, pollutants that they are really effective at getting out. So it's, it's pretty beneficial. House plants don't cost but a couple dollars each. And you could easily spend 10 bucks and get a good amount of house plants. You can even, um, you know, multiply them after that, take cuttings or whatever, and turn them into more plants. But normally, you know, if you're on my website or in other places, when you sign up for my newsletter, you get the Awareness Revolution Primer ebook. And what that is, is it's basically like my print book that's going to be coming out, The Awareness Revolution, but it's much smaller. It's just a primer. It's just a quick overview where I go over all the topics that I'll be covering on the website, health, personal development, money, and a lot of other things. But when you sign up for my newsletter through this bonus, you all you get that, but you also get the 12 plants that are best for air purification. So you want to check that out. And even if you don't want to get the ebook, what I'll do is I'll put a link to that in the show notes. That way, if you don't want to buy it, you can still get that extra bonus for signing up for the newsletter. So the last thing I want to bring up is the fact that we are breathing artificial air. Just like I mentioned in the food podcast and the water podcast, you know, we have processed food, we have processed water, and just as we have those and they are not good, 
we have processed air and the processed air is also inferior to the air that nature provides for free. So I just want you to keep that in mind. You know, nature is here providing the solutions and they don't charge, nature doesn't charge you a fee. You know, as long as, you know, there's plants out there to do this for us and the ocean, the, the marine phytoplankton and stuff to, to, to produce the oxygen, you know, we don't have to pay for it and we need it. So take advantage of nature's gifts. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you got a lot out of it. This is still early on for us. We've got lots of great content coming soon. If, if you've got any ideas for shows in the future, let us know. But please stay tuned. The podcasts are going to get better. As I do more, I'm going to get better. And as you guys get involved, we're going to help each other. And together, we're going to save the world. Thanks for tuning in to the Awareness Revolution Podcast. Be the change you wish to see in the world.